This is Livingston Says. This episode of Livingston Says is brought to you by Zendine Wellness. Inhale calm and exhale stress with mindfulness and meditation. Visit zendenmind.com to book your group or private session. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Motorsport Maniacs. And my name is Andrew Rubenstein, and I'm with Jack Katz. And uh, buckle up and get ready to listen to another uh, episode because we have quite a bit to talk about. So, Jack, why don't you, you can start the conversation? I'll I'll give you that. All right. So I think uh, we should go back to what we left off on in our last little podcast about Abu Dhabi 2021 and what really happened there. So big why don't you run us through uh, what really happened there and what you think about it? Okay. Well, I'll give you my summary and opinion on what really went down. Um, for all of our viewers that don't know, the last race of last season was quite close and it was going to be the race decider for who would win the driver's championship. And it was Max Verstappen of Red Bull Racing versus Lewis Hamilton of Mercedes AMG. And the race, honestly, I I didn't agree with what was going on in the beginning there. You know, with, with that, when Lewis cut Max off and ran off and he got like five seconds and there was no penalty for that, which honestly was a little questionable. I don't know what you, what did you think of that? Cause. Yeah. I thought uh, Lewis should have gotten a penalty there for himself because he gained, he went off track and gained a, an unfair advantage. And it was on like the first he, lap. It was like on the first lap. Yeah. Max stayed in on the racetrack. He didn't cross over the white lines. He was all four wheels inside the track Lewis went completely off gained a ridiculous unfair advantage and that eventually brought him to what a 15 second gap yeah he had a 15 second gap yeah, he had a 15 second gap and, um it, and, was, um, really it unfair. was really unfair yeah then he caught up to Checo who was on old tires who whose defense was insane you know, if you go on um, Wikipedia for the Minister of Defense for Mexico, um, they instead of the actual guy, they someone edited uh, Sergio Perez in there because he just defended like a madman. And it was just – I remember we were in that bar watching, and I, could, I couldn't imagine – like, you remember when I was just like, this race is over, and like there's just no chance at all? Yeah, and then I think lap – 50 uh something close to the end like the last five laps latifi crashed oh my god see when when so at that point max was getting closer to lewis because of of sergio's defense and it was probably like a four second gap or something with like five seconds to go and i remember latifi like who was he was in like 18th place or something when he crashed i was like there's a chance that this could be a last lapper like to decide the whole thing. And I remember turning to you and I was like, Holy, I'm not going to curse, but I want, I want, I, that's what I was feeling. You know what I was feeling. Yeah, it was, it was crazy because 
Mercedes kept Lewis out because he already passed when the safety car was released, but Max hadn't. So he pitted for brand new softs. Yep. And then the FIA made the decision on the second to last lap to bring the safety car in to have one full last lap of racing. And and to have the the overlapped cars that were in like last to pass the safety car. So Lewis was on his old hards and then Max was on his fresh tires. And for all of our viewers out there, if you don't know, obviously it makes sense. Older tires that have been used for 30 laps are going to have less grip and less traction and less speed than fresh tires that is being used in this situation by Max. And clearly, you know, the mechanics and Toto Wolf, the team principal, didn't think that the FIA was going to let the the cars pass. So he thought there should have been like a six car gap between Lewis and Max, but it ended up being the opposite. And that did cause a lot of controversy and led to many people being fired. Yeah. But as for Stappen fans, it worked out quite nicely for us It did as on the last lap, he overtook into what is that turn three or four turn three, the first hairpin. Yeah, the track onto the back long, the long back straight, and uh, he won the championship. Did win the championship, and there was drama for weeks after the race. Mercedes was protesting in court against Red Bull and the FIA, and they kept on trying to nag at Red Bull for all these small little things, and it didn't end up working. And Lewis, he was just devastated. I mean. I would be devastated if I was in that situation. He honestly, he should have won the race. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It could go either way because it's racing. You never want to end a championship under a safety car. You want to let the cars race. So, I mean, I don't know. But the man who made the decision, Michael Massey, was fired from his role at the FIA. And and he was receiving death threats for months after. Yeah, and they uh, made some new rules to make sure that that doesn't happen again. But uh, I think either of them deserved to win the championship. It was both a great year for both of them. In the end, I think really Verstappen, like Verstappen deserved the win more than Lewis because also Red Bull had been – facing a lot of BS calls from the FIA and Mercedes had been getting away with some stuff. And in the end, Red Bull really deserved that championship win. But for the circumstances of the race, I still think, even though I'm a Verstappen fan, I still think Lewis deserved to get the win because honestly, that call that Massey made, it really was more for the entertainment of the people watching. And it wasn't really fully fair to Lewis because that had that, that had been the first time that the over overlapped cars were allowed to pass the safety car for the whole season. So it was really it caused a lot of controversy. Yeah, maybe we should uh, move to modern Formula One and talk about Mercedes in their position today. Yes, not uh, not having a great season so far. Only one win at this most recent race in Brazil, not even by Lewis, by their second driver, George Russell, which was uh, quite impressive because they've been on the back foot the whole season. Honestly, uh, what do you think about that? honestly, 
now like I'm fine with Mercedes getting a win because is it really an F1 season without, I mean, Lewis, honestly, I kind of want him to win Abu Dhabi because is it really an F1 season without Hamilton getting a win? I mean, this guy literally won how many championships in a row? Like six, seven, whatever the number, crazy number is. He won so many championships in a row. He got so many wins. Mercedes seemed unstoppable. And now with the new regulations and the new design and the new aerodynamics, everything changes, really. I mean, Red Bull's obviously still doing amazing, but this season was really Red Bull versus Ferrari, and at least for half the season, then it was just Max winning every single race. But it's just weird. It's just weird not seeing Mercedes dominate. Yeah, but as a Red Bull fan, it is a little bit concerning about their pace last weekend as they were much quicker than every other car on the track. Um, Mercedes, it seems to that they have been starting to figure out their issues and they have been heating up, really. And, you know... But not only is it... It's not actually Red Bull and Ferrari at the front. It's just Red Bull. And then Ferrari and Mercedes are fighting for P2 in the Constructors' Championship. Yes. They are only uh, 19 points. 19 points separate Ferrari and Mercedes. So Mercedes can still take second place in the Constructors' Championship this year. Honestly... I'd I'd rather Mercedes win second place than Ferrari. Ferrari, uh, I just I don't know why. I just have a problem with Ferrari and their Formula One. They are Ferrari. When you think of Ferrari, you think of greatness and you think of all the racing that they've done in the past years and how they've always dominated. And it seems every year they pour millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars into their Formula One racing team, and they never produce anything. And they have the talented drivers. Leclerc and Sainz could be the best duo on the grid. And they're just wasting talent because they never can, they can never put anything together ever. They always, yeah, you know, they, always they, they always start off hot and then, and then stuff happens and they just can never recover from the stupid mistakes that their team makes. It's not even the driver's fault. Their team makes terrible decisions when they pit and just everything. There's always malfunctions. Is They're not reliable at all. Yeah. Their strategists uh, need to rethink about how they go about racing. Um, but recently discovered were uh, issues with the Red Bull team from last year. Uh, Red Bull went over the budget cap. Not by much, but they went over. What was it, like $2 million? I don't even know. But they the FIA made them reduce 10% of their testing which is a big deal very big deal and what was it a 7 million dollar fine and a 7 million dollar fine for a 2 million and they apparently i don't do you really i don't really believe this sources say that red bull racing went over budget for catering by 2 million dollars what food are they serving in the paddock like Michelin star every day. I mean, yeah, it's a nice lifestyle that Formula One drivers have. You do you? I don't even. How is it even possible to spend a million dollars on food for one Formula One season, which is not even a full year? Well, if you think about it, they bring hundreds of people to each race. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's celebrations because they're winning so much. I mean, if you think about it. Like, there's sleepaway camps that have hundreds of kids. 
that for six weeks, you know, they can spend not a lot of money on food, like nowhere near, like not even in the same like orbit as like, I don't know how much, like $20,000, like, I don't know. I think, I think it's a little more than that, but it's, not, uh, it's probably more, but it's a lot. no, no one there's, it's literally, it's so hard to even imagine how you could spend $2 million on catering. Yeah. It's a little confusing, but, uh, and, and, not and we're having a lot of issues with Red Bull now because we have, there's been some team drama that has been coming out that honestly makes Max sound like a complete selfish guy. Just like, oh my God. So do you, should I explain what happened or do you want to take that? I, I can, uh, I can explain. So during this most recent Grand Prix, the Brazil Grand Prix, uh, Max was in, what was it, P5? Yes, six. No, I think he was in six, and ahead was his teammate Checo, and ahead of Checo was Alonso. The Red Bull team told Checo that to swap positions with Max so Max can overtake Alonso, but if Max didn't overtake Alonso, that he would give the place back to Perez. On the last lap, the team ordered Verstappen to give the place back to Perez, which he refused to. He just kept driving through the line, which many people disagreed with. So what do you think? Honestly, Verstappen needs to chill. At this point, he's already been <coughs> he's already been champion for weeks. Weeks. And the amount of things the amount of things that Checo did for him to defend and win the championship. It's just unreasonable for him not to do his teammate a favor in getting him the extra points to get in front of Leclerc in the standings, which right now, going into the last race, they are tied at 290 points each for second place. So any anything matters. And I think it's extremely selfish of Max to not let his teammate pass just for some more like glory for to say he did better. Because there's no- especially when you've already won the championship. And it's not like you're winning the race. It's not like you're going to win the race. Is ahead in the championship by like whatever, 150 points. He's already been champion since what Japan. That was like weeks ago, weeks ago, months, months. It's just ridiculous to me that. And and he came out with this whole statement that, you know, he didn't let Checo go by because he thinks he purposely messed up in Monaco for it's just some. Max is stretching the situation as so far and he's causing drama and it's just unnecessary. And I hate unnecessary drama. Hate it. Agree. Um, I don't know. Now let's, uh, I said, we look into the future. Yes. What are our predictions for Abu Dhabi uh, this upcoming weekend? Is it this upcoming weekend? Um, I believe it is. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, Okay, so I predict that Lewis is going to win the race and then Checo is going to defeat Leclerc in getting second place in the Drivers' Championship and Verstappen is going to get like P5 or something because it doesn't really matter to him. And George Russell, I'm predicting 
he's not going to do as good. He's going to come off of a high on the win in Brazil, and he's going to get like P11. That's really bad. Wait, well, what do you think? I think it's going to be a Ferrari win, which I'm probably going to be wrong. But I'd like to. I don't think they're going to have any chances they're next. Year. Definitely going to be wrong. I know, but I don't think they're going to have any chances next year. So I'd like to see uh, Saints coming first yep. for his second Formula One win. For Stappen in second, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hamilton in third, mm-hmm. Perez in fourth. Meaning Perez finishes uh, P two in the constructors in the drivers championship, and uh, we'll throw Leclerc down in the DNF section. I'm going to predict DNF. It's going to be Esteban Ocon, uh, Kevin Magnuson, and Fernando Alonso are going to be DNF. And then Vettel. I say the Lance Stroll takes out uh, Sebastian Vettel. Oh, well, it's Sebastian Vettel's last Formula One race, it by the way. Sebastian Vettel's last Formula One race, which is very sad. Really, it's very it sad. Is. I think uh, Lance Stroll will definitely take someone out. So will Latifi. Oh, maybe Lance Stroll and Latifi will take each other out for, for yeah. uh yeah, Latifi's last run. I think if there's really going to be drama, Verstappen's going to crash into Paris. Yeah, I think uh, if we did, we could go back to last weekend that uh, Hamilton just keeps blaming his crashes on Verstappen. On Verstappen, he's always salty. Yeah, I mean, you watch all the replays. He doesn't leave him room. I mean, at least from my point of view, that might be because I'm a Max fan, but it just doesn't look like Lewis really knows how to race when close to another car type, which is uh, – I just want to put out there because Lewis says a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, he's just always complaining, really. Yeah. It's just – listen, I mean, he's kind of old. You know, he's, he, I don't, I don't know if he's nearing the end of his career, but you know, he's an old grumpy man that just wants his next, he wants, all he wants in life is to surpass Michael Schumacher with his world, with his driver's championships. And that's all he wants. And unfortunately that's never, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think someone will do it. I don't think Lewis Hamilton will do it. Yeah. I mean, maybe Max could do it. You know, he's already, a- yeah, I think it'll be more like a Seb with four. Uh, yeah, listen. If I don't even know next year, I hope Verstappen wins. But oh, I kind Mercedes of looking strong. Mercedes looking strong. I kind of want now. Right now, I want Perez to do better than Verstappen, based on you know how he was acting with him. And you know, Perez does deserve better. I mean, he's done so much for the team. It seems as if Perez is the only secondary Red Bull driver that doesn't have the curse that everyone says the the secondary seat is like Ricardo. He's gone at F1 after this season that he was in that second Red Bull seat. He could have stayed, but he decided to leave. I don't know why. Wasn't he, he in the first? I thought he was in the first and Max was in the second. Oh at, yes. Okay. At that point he was number one driver for Red Bull. And then he decided to go to Renault, which is now Alpine. Decision. That was the worst decision of his career. And he's, he's not going to be in an F1 seat next year because of it. Yeah, because he likes the cars with the uh, really, ooh, the really pointy front end that turn in 
fast, like the Red Bull. And <laughs> the Renault wasn't too bad at that. It did it, but not as good as the Red Bull. But the McLaren just uh, not his car, man. But, okay, well, quickly let's discuss the team moves that are happening next season. We have Pierre Gasly of AlphaTauri going to Alpine, which I think is r- the right decision for him. Yeah, he's um, taking Alonzo's seat, who is going to uh, Aston Martin Aston Martin to replace Sebastian Vettel. Bit of a questionable choice, but I think Gasly, you know, he deserves to be the number one driver. I think he will be the number one driver behind uh, with Esteban Ocon trailing behind. And I think if Gasly wants to be in a Mercedes seat at some point in his career, Alpine is the next step. And then we have the F2 champion, uh, Oscar Piastri, taking the McLaren seat of Daniel Ricciardo. And that caused some drama. He was originally supposed to go to Alpine, and then he you know, ended their contract and secretly signed with McLaren. And then Latifi's gone, and Williams is currently looking for a driver. They they have Logan Sargent, an American, on the radar, but he, I don't. I guess as you said earlier, he doesn't have his super license yet. So I don't. He they might need to get some random guy from F two. So <clears throat> I, I think it was a Logan Herda or Hersha, whatever his name is. I think they were looking at him, but I think he he was the one, not Logan Sargent. I think Logan Herda. Show, oh, then I guess they're looking at. I don't even know. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I don't know. Logan. And then we should talk about people that are out for next season that aren't, don't currently have a seat. Latifi from Williams, yep. Schumacher from Haas. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, it should make for an interesting offseason when these uh, teams find yeah. it. Fine. I, I think Schumacher will end up getting a seat again, but not uh, not next season. I think he will be a reserve driver. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I think they'll pull, they'll pull uh, Antonio Giovinazzi over him. Oh, yeah. He's better. And Gi- Giovinazzi, a.k.a. Racing Jesus. And if you don't know who that is, listener, he is the racer that looks like Jesus. Yeah. He's Italian. And he raced for Alfa Romeo. And uh, so would Nico Hulkenberg. So it should be interesting. Yes. Um but now I think we can segue into the road cars, get away from all this crazy motorsport. Um, what would you like to start that conversation? Uh say we keep on the topic of Mercedes. Oh, you want to keep going? No, 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 no. We'll we'll move over to cars, but we'll stay on oh, okay. Grand okay. Mercedes at least. Okay. And talk about the AMG one and uh shatter the Mercury record. Yep, which is, uh, what was it, 6.35? Six minutes, 35 seconds, um, which has completely broken the record, and Porsche is currently shaking by seeing this because if you don't know this, um, listener, wherever you are right now, Porsche is really the king of the road motorsport, and they always, I mean, obviously the 6.35 is not better than the 919 Tribute, but that car is illegal. Um, it's it's not road legal. It's not road legal. Um, Porsche usually dominates all the records on the Nurburgring and all the racetracks, and right now they're not. Mercedes holds it, so they're going to have to come up with something to break it because the GT3. Well, it's not too easy to beat a car, a road car with a Formula One engine in it. So, yeah, but they're Porsche; they can do it. Yeah, they'll do it. But they're going to pull something out of the bag. Yeah, they'll find another way to do it. 
maybe a ridiculously high downforce car. And then if we keep on the topic of the AMG one, uh, as found out earlier this year, they're not allowing them inside the U.S. So almost every person that purchased an AMG one in the United States has to cancel their orders because they will not be fulfilled. And why is that? Why are they not allowed in the U.S.? Uh, I mean, I think they're allowed. They're just not going to be road legal. Okay. So, I mean, the whole point of the car was to have a road legal Formula One car. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Not road legal. Um, AMG here. Mercedes AMG wrote wrote a letter to their customers, uh, to the American customers. It, said, it reads, in order to preserve the unique character of the Formula One powertrain, we have com- concluded that meeting the U.S. road standards would significantly compromise its performance and its overall driving character. So Mercedes have decided that in order to make the cars unique in how they want to make it, it will not be able to meet the road legal standards. And they don't really care about what the customers are saying because they want to keep the car the way they originally intended it to be, which makes sense. Yep. It makes sense. Yeah, Um, it does. But let's talk about this whole thing with the Mercedes and the V8s and how, you know, they're taking them away, but then wait, they're they're coming back, but wait, they're actually not doing that anymore. Yeah. So from what I've heard, they tried to take them away and then they figured out they couldn't, find anything for the G class, the AMG G classes, which uh, made them stay with the V8s for another year or so. Uh, Reprice hunks of dollars, by the way. Yeah, which uh, I'm not complaining about. The AMGs are the best stock-sounding engines, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, honestly... I don't. I don't have much much more to say. So I. I and we're running out of time here. So I think we're good. I mean, yeah, not that much motorsport, or I mean, well, a lot of motorsport, but not too much new car information. So I think we're wrapping up there. Yep, and we'll be back. Uh, we we will be back, audience, after the Formula One season is over, and we will have the final standings. Sergio Perez, I believe, will come out on top of Leclerc and get second place and there's going to be more drama coming with everyone there's going to be drama no matter what max is going to say something to him there's going to be a fight what if there's a fight on the track this fight max versus Perez. i think max would win just because he's like aggressive yeah. like that but thank you for listening um my name's andrew and i'm with jack Atts and uh Thank you. We'll be back with some more motorsport and car news in a while. So uh, until then, enjoy. Yep. This is Motorsport Maniacs. See you.